You create your life with the stories you tell yourself. Want more fun, love, and money? Then write your new story and live into it. Louis DiBianco's podcast, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, shows you how to discover your empowering story. You'll meet many successful people who have created magnificent lives, even when the odds were stacked against them. Plus, you'll learn the secrets of great storytelling that can explode your business. And now, here is your host, Louis DiBianco. The meaning ascribed in popular usage to the word selfishness is not merely wrong. It represents a devastating intellectual package deal, which is responsible, more than any other single factor, for the arrested moral development of mankind. Those powerful words are from Anne Rand's essay, The Virtue of Selfishness. And for those of you who are not familiar with Anne Rand, she is the novelist who gave us The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged, both of which have been made into feature films. Here's the opening paragraph from the introduction to this essay. The title of this book may evoke the kind of question that I hear once in a while. Why do you use the word selfishness to denote virtuous qualities of character when that word antagonizes so many people to whom it does not mean the things you mean? To those who ask it, my answer is, for the reason that makes you afraid of it. Hello, storytellers, and welcome to Change Your Story, Change Your Life. I'm your host, Louis DiBianco, and I'm excited to bring you another episode in our series called One Word Stories. Remember to take advantage of the free gift from our sponsor, Audible. A free downloadable audiobook of your choice for more than 180,000 titles, Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash story power to claim your book now. And also, the gift that I've created for you a downloadable free ebook called Storytelling Secrets for a Rich Life and Business. And you will find that at the website changeyourstorypodcast.com. Keep your dialogue with this show alive by sending your comments, your questions, your takeaways to Lou's Club, L-O-U-S-C-L-U-B, at gmail.com. Anne Rand did not mince words. She was passionate about this subject. Everything she wrote was a different way of expressing the same idea that the individual is worthy of tremendous dignity and self-respect and that the individual comes before the state, before society. I'm not here to argue this politically or philosophically with you, but it is my belief that the word selfish in the way we view selfishness is a big stumbling block to many of us in our lives and often it's something that we won't even admit. We're stopped dead in our tracks 
we're made to feel guilty when someone says to us, you know, you're just too ambitious and I think you're being too selfish. Especially if a loved one says to you, stop putting yourself ahead of other people. That is just selfish. Stop having that particular ambition or that particular dream because it's really not fair to others. It's, it's just selfishness. On and on and on and on. And often, it won't take much to make us shut down and agree and to shrink away from the things that we desire the most, the things we would love to pursue, by telling ourselves a story that, well, if we pursue these things, we're just being greedy, and who do we think we are? We really, really should be putting our focus and our concern more on other people. And I'm here to say that I believe there is nothing farther from the truth. Now, I'm not suggesting that we should be callous, that we should be insensitive to others. But what I am saying is that we should learn to honor the things that we strongly desire and want and wish for much more than we do. And we should also give other people permission to pursue their, quote-unquote, selfish desires and dreams and not be threatened by it. You see, when the thinking that, I, that Anne Rand is referring to, which is damaging to society and damaging to people's health, mental health, psychic health, if you wish, is the thinking that leads us to dream small and to play small. You know, sometimes I'll say to a person, if you had no money or time restrictions at all, what would you be doing with yourself right now? It's amazing how many people cannot answer that question. Why? Because they won't even give themselves from permission to think about it. It's not something that they have spent time reflecting on. They feel that they've got too many obligations, too many responsibilities to allow themselves to go there, to think about what would I do if I didn't have to work? Because they come back to, but of course I have to work. Everybody has to work. Really? I learned in a personal development course that most of us, and it certainly includes me, are much better at giving than receiving. In fact, we had to say uh, a declaration that said, I am a generous giver and an excellent receiver. Where you see this playing out very often is when people pay you a compliment. Have you ever been paid a compliment on something that you were wearing, um, a hairstyle, an accomplishment, and you felt good about it, but you immediately responded by playing it down. Very often, someone might find themselves in a position, let's say a woman has a new pair of shoes, and another woman says, 
My God, those shoes are beautiful. And the woman who receives the compliment says, oh, you know, they were really only $10. I got them at Walmart. Or I found them at um, a garage sale to diminish the impact of the compliment. Instead of saying, thank you, I received that. Those of you listening to this podcast know that when a guest of mine compliments me and thanks me for the interview, I will respond by saying, thank you, I received that. We should practice receiving much, much more. And you'll discover that if you allow yourself to receive more, you will even enjoy giving much more. Another way that people feel guilty about their dreams and their ambitions is when it comes to deciding what kind of goals they want to set in life. And they're told, well, you've got to pick a why that's bigger than yourself. Now, there's some truth to that. I'm not going to get into the entire discussion of the psychology of goal setting, but what I will say is that very often, I know for myself, I'm frustrated because I may be thinking of a goal and I get excited because that goal is going to allow me to earn a lot more money. And I've been taught that, well, gee, that's kind of crass. That's selfish. That is not generous to have that as a reason. I'm going to challenge that and say there's nothing wrong with that at all. Why do you want to do this? Well, let me say you shouldn't do something that you hate just because it's going to give you a lot of money. There's something significantly wrong with that attitude. But if you're doing something that you love, that you're proud of, something that you know you're good at, and that it also brings some kind of joy to other people, it makes some kind of contribution, then there's nothing wrong with saying, I want to do that because I love doing it and because it's going to make me incredibly rich. Remember, you can do more for other people with money than you can without. You really can help the poor by practicing poverty yourself. So I say we need to honor our self-esteem. We need to stand more proudly in these reasons, these quote-unquote selfish reasons for doing and wanting things than we sometimes and often allow ourselves to. I would like to challenge you in the next week to take an honest, close look at your own life and admit when you find something that you're kind of uncomfortable talking about, that you want to keep it a kind of your own little secret because you feel if you express it, you'll just be selfish. Give yourself a, a selfish day where you allow yourself to own, enjoy, and revel in the things that bring you the most joy.
begin by asking, how can I change my story and change my life? Tune in to the next episode of Luis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.